Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you know this, five teams over seven years. Those of you watching us on video or YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL can see the helmets, the game balls. Got a bunch of different media gigs, a bunch of different podcasts, including this one, which I love, the College Draft, because to me, it's like, three shows in one, we get you ready for the biggest college football games every week during the season. We even place some wagers on those games, make our bets and what we think in those games. But we also spend a lot of time talking about the top prospects. And currently, we're talking about the guys that got drafted. Today, we'll talk about the NFC South. You know, we spend so much time ahead of the draft, and then the draft happens and people have one recap show and move on. Let's talk about these guys that got drafted by your team. Today we're talking about the NFC South. So let's talk about the Falcons and the Panthers and the Saints and the Bucks. And we'll do it with Emery Hunt. He is the man. You got to check him out on social media at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, and we are at Ross Tucker Pod. And I got to tell you, it is a blessing to have Emery as the co host of this show. Because I don't know anybody that likes football more than Emery. And I said my whole life that I don't know anyone that likes football more than me. But I I give up. I give up. Last week, Emery posted a video from the Hamilton Tiger Cats rookie minicamp, I think. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, throwing in the, uh, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm waving the white flag. Everything else. Emery, the Hamilton Tiger Cats rookie minicamp, is that right? That is correct, Ross. Uh, I was in Hamilton last weekend for the um, East-West Bowl, which is a you know Canadian college all-star game that happens before the season, uh, which makes a ton of sense. So while I'm out there, you know, it's training camp time for the CFL because their season kicks off in uh, June. Um, so it's you know the training camp process is starting now, and that day Hamilton practices on Mc at McMaster University where the event was held. 
So the one day I was there, one of the days I was there, uh, the, the All-Star game practice on a, on a separate field. But it was basically a glorified walkthrough. So practice over in the hour. I'm like, all right, I'm about to go back to the hotel, you know, take a nap and go get lunch. But as I'm walking, I see, you know, I see uh, practice going on in the stadium. And it was a Tiger Cat. So I was like, shit, I got another hour. Let me go watch practice or whatnot. And that's how we got caught in. Now, if I had a rental car, I would have been able to do both Hamilton and also Toronto's mini camp because it was not that far uh, away, about 25 minutes away. But I didn't feel like going up that way. So it's, for me, it was just like, you know, when I'm here, I got another hour. Just to, I planned for 9 to 12. Let me just sit here and, and do my thing. So that's how we got caught in uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats mini camp practice. So just so you know, if you're watching or listening to any other show, that person does not love football as much as Emery. So you know what you're getting. You're getting the guy that loves the sport more than anyone else out there. And like I said, I thought I was up there, Emery, but uh, you are really something special when it comes to your commitment, especially going on the road to make sure you see all these guys in person. It's incredibly impressive, and it's one reason why I'm such a big fan, not only of you, but of the draft guide. Footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. You can get over a 1,000 scouting reports on all these guys that your team has signed as undrafted free agents. You can also find out um, about some of the tryout guys. I've seen some tryout guys getting signed. The last couple weekends when they've had these rookie mini camps. So Emery obviously has a report up for all of these guys. So make sure you're checking them out. We want to dive in today, Emery, to the NFC South. Last week we did the NFC East. We kind of did the, the, the show after the draft. We primarily talked about the first round. So we're going kind of team by team to talk about the rest of their picks. We spent a decent amount of time with the Atlanta Falcons and talking about B. John Robinson. But I want to get to their round two and round three guys. Matthew Bergeron, offensive lineman from Syracuse, and Zach Harrison, uh, the really physically gifted edge rusher from Ohio State. It's interesting, Emery. A lot of people really like Bergeron. Speaking of Canada, that, I mean, that's that, Bergeron's a Canadian guy, right? Yeah, he is. <laughs> What's funny about Bergeron is that he had a really good senior bowl. Um, some viewed him as a tackle. I viewed him, I graded him as a tackle. And some see him as that guy that's making a transition to guard. And on the roster, I feel like the Falcons have him listed at guard. So there's some crossover athleticism there. Uh, his senior bowl was impressive, had a lot of fans down in Mobile. So it's not surprising to see him, you know, get positioned to be, let's say, their left guard of the future or the present. I think he's slated to start. As well, so he had a really good career, good good athleticism, and I like the fact that he can play either side. Um, I'm ter- talking about tackle or guard. And Harrison, it's funny to watch these five star prospects, these highly touted recruits, kind of trickle their way into the pros. He was someone, you know, he goes to Ohio State. You expect him to be the next great offensive line or defensive lineman, like you've seen the Bosa's or the Chase Youngs. Wasn't quite that, but still very good in his own right. And I think he provides a, a good value for Atlanta in terms of being a good rotational rusher uh, for that defensive front seven. This is a pretty stacked defense, by the way. They've done a lot of work in the offseason to help bolster their defensive unit. Yeah, Harrison's interesting one to get drafted that high. Uh, He's got all the physical tools, but he he didn't really ever put it together, Emory, at Ohio State, for whatever reason. 
I mean, I remember them talking about him in high school. Right, and and that's the thing because you expect okay, top tier DN going to Ohio State, getting coached by Larry Johnson Senior. Yeah, this is the he's the next top five pick. So it's going to be fascinating to see. Um, it, that that's something that you kind of want to you wish you were a scout so you could find out what happened, you know, there and why it just didn't happen like we kind of saw it happened with Chase Young, Bosa, and you know, everyone else that, that Larry Johnson put his hands on and turned into a top pick. But for Harrison, it's, he's still a good football player. And that's why going around three, that's where you get good football players. You know, it, it kind of trickles down that way. You get elite athletes and elite players in round one. In round three through seven, we're getting good football players. I think the Falcons got one. Yeah, that is um... – that's interesting. You make a good point about Larry Johnson and the success he's had and, and churning those guys out. That would be a little bit of a red flag for me with Harrison. It's like, it's not like he's, you can fault the coaching or anything like that. Um, but you know what? Some guys, maybe it takes them longer to, to really develop their skills. I mean, we see that in the NFL. Sometimes it takes guys a couple years. So uh, or, or maybe he'll still get over. there. Or we see it like this where sometimes guys may be a little bit, you know, they reach their peak in high school in terms of we see this a lot with running backs. Some guys that are great high school running backs and it's like, oh, this guy's going to be phenomenal as a college player. Then he gets to college and it's kind of like he kind of fits in, you know, and maybe we saw the best of his skill set because you have to look at who he was playing against and the, you know, the conference, the, the district he was in in high school. So a lot of that could also be a contributing factor as well. That's a good point, too. Really good point. Um, the rest of their picks, they only had three other ones. They took Clark Phillips, the corner, from Utah in the fourth round. And then the seventh round, they took uh, DeMarco Hellams, the safety from Alabama, and Javon Gwynn, the guard from South Carolina. Phillips is a fantastic player. And, again, team size is not a skill. If you're good enough, you're big enough. He just makes a ton of plays. And he, I love the fact that they drafted a guy in Avery Williams a couple of years ago. Now he's made that transition to running back. But I view Clark Phillips in the same mindset of this is a guy that is always around the football and he knows how to put the ball in the paint with pick sixes and things of that nature. So I know the speed wasn't overly impressive, but the instincts are there that kind of neutralizes the speed. He has great ball skills. I'll take those guys 10 times out of 10. Helms, I'm a big fan of. I, I feel like he's a good, solid football player strong safety type guy uh, is going to be a nice rotational piece for atlanta getting him where they did was a value and gwen i'm a big fan of he was my eighth guard in the class just love the way he's able to fight in the box and i think he's someone who's going to surprise people during training camp we'll move on to the carolina panthers and obviously oh i'm sorry before we do that emery do you have any undrafted guys they they did a great job undrafted. Marshall, Justin Marshall, the receiver out of Buffalo, had a great college gridiron showcase. He's excellent. Keelan Harris was the guy I wrote about in my CBS Sports column, the Hunt Report out of Oklahoma Baptist. Fantastic return guy, good slot receiver, guy that just finds a way to make his way down the field post-catch. Um, and I also like Carlos Washington, a running back out of southeastern Louisiana. The quietest kept southeastern Louisiana has a ton of good prospects that have found their way in the NFL and also in the USFL as well. So this has been a really good program. And Akina Echekwu out of Rice, solid rotational rusher, uh, could find his way within this rotation uh, throughout the course of training camp. 
Well, you should find your way to the Game Time app. Everybody should. They've got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So if you're looking to get into these conference finals for hoops, like the Sixers were not able to do, you can go over to the game using the Game Time app. What I love about the Game Time app is you pull up any location and you can automatically see what the tickets are, how much they cost. You know, Taylor Swift, I went to the concert last night with my family. She's in Foxborough this weekend, weekend after that. She's at MetLife. If you're near those places, get the game time map. And if they, if you find tickets in the same section row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference, which is amazing. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code DRAFT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code DRAFT for $20 off. Download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, code draft, $20 off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Emery, if you get to the Panthers now, they took Bryce Young with the first overall pick, obviously. After that, they took Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver from Ole Miss in the second round, pretty high. DJ Johnson, edge rusher from Oregon. Chandler Zavala in the fourth round, the guard from NC State, and then Jamie Robinson, the safety from Florida State in the fifth round. Let's get your thoughts first on Mingo and Johnson. Yeah, Mingo is a a really good player, man. Someone that's a catch-and-run guy, a big physical prospect. I know he has the A.J. Brown comparisons. I can see that from a physicality standpoint. We'll see how it works out for him uh, once he gets to the actual you know, game part, but this is someone that that really is a a fantastic receiver uh, that should do a lot of damage. You also look at Robinson and Johnson, I'm sorry, DJ Johnson. I love this pick because he is a supreme athlete, someone that was a tight end in college, still a neophyte in terms of playing the position in uh, in terms of edge rusher. So you have that growth potential that you want to see. He has the athleticism and on tape, he was very disruptive despite not really understanding what he's doing out there from a experience standpoint. So this is someone that's probably going to be even better pro than he was in college. Big fan of Jamie Robinson was my number one free safety. Uh, this is someone that has good instincts, good ball skills, uh, very good in the alley, takes good angles to the ball. So does a lot of things rather well and should do a fine job in rotation. But what they've already constructed back there in the secondary with Von Bell and uh, I believe Xavier Gibson, uh, Xavier Woods, I'm sorry, as well. Um, Zavala, he seemed like a guy a lot of people like, too, the uh, the guard 
from NC State. It's, it's funny because, like, a lot of people are already plugging him in there at left guard next to Iquano. Which is crazy because you have Christensen there. You have uh, yeah. Corbett there. You know, I don't think he's going to start over any one of those guys, even Icky. You know, I think he's a good reserve guy. Um, and we'll see how the battle plays out because, you know, this is, it's a, it's a, you know, if he's going to win the job, then he would have earned it because I still like Corbett. I still like Christensen and Icky. If he kicks down inside, like he would have earned that job. Right. So I'll be fascinated to see what they are going to do there. But at, at worst, he provides good quality depth up front. This is another program NC state over the last five years that have done a fairly good job in developing offensive linemen, especially guys on the interior. They have a couple guys playing the XFL and also the USFL that they have done really well within that program. What uh, what what do you have on the undrafted front, Emory, for them? Um, Rajon Wright out of Oregon State. We talk about a lot of these programs and, you know, talk about sight unseen. Well, Oregon State is quietly, you know, pushing that in terms of defensive players, in terms of secondary players, right? His brother plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, another long, lengthy, athletic corner. Very good press skills, very good ball skills in terms of how he plays the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how he does within this group because this is a group that has a lot of length on the back end. Um, they have a lot of long corners that are very good in press. So he's in the right defense, in my opinion, even though it's a new defense, but he's in the right uh, scheme. He fits the mold of what they look for. And he's a very good player coming from a Beaver secondary that has a lot of good players on the back end. Let's move on to your hometown team, the the New Orleans Saints. I really like their draft. Um, we talked about Brissy in the first round, Brian Brissy. But then second round, they get Isaiah Foskey, the edge rusher from Notre Dame. Third round, Kendra Miller, the running back TCU. Fourth round, Sal DeVere, the guard from Old Dominion. And Jake Hayner, the quarterback from Fresno State. Fifth round, Jordan Howden. Let's start with Foskey, Emery. I guess – you know, he's big, he's fast, he had production. What 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 held him back that he wasn't more highly touted? I think he has to be a little bit better in disengaging from blocks. You know, that's the one thing. Sometimes you get tied up at the line of scrimmage, and if you're not physically setting an edge, you're just getting yourself blocked. So if he's able to quickly disengage to go along with what he has from a length athleticism perspective, it's going to turn on. Um, and New Orleans has a type at defensive end. They love length. They love guys that can, you know, use that one arm, long arm type stab type deal. And so for him, he has a lot of tools in his toolbox. You want to see him be better at getting off those blocks. I think that's the biggest key uh, for him. Saul Devari, uh, the he was a tackle at Old Dominion, and he's a very good athlete. Still has room to fill out his frame, I still believe. So that's why you're seeing him probably kick down the guard. Uh, and now you combine someone that has tackle footwork, kick him down inside where they're protected on both sides. He's going to be a very good player for them. And they needed depth up front uh, along the offensive line. We saw how bad offense looked when guys started to get banged up up front. So he provides some depth uh, for them there. And when you think about someone like A.T. Perry in the sixth round, big physical receiver, um, plays a big man's game, kind of in the mold of Jawan Johnson, who's, a former receiver turned tight yeah. end. So you wonder if that's the trajectory he's going to be on. Because a lot of people were like, well, why did he fall in the sixth round? Maybe it's a speed thing. Um, but then you look at the Saints historically have taken these big physical receivers 
going back to Boo Williams, right, when he came out of Arkansas, transitioned him into a tight end. We talk about Colson inventing the, you know, the inside receiver position, which is kind of that cross between the flex tight end and the receiver. Then you see what they've done with Jawan Johnson uh, and see what they've done with other guys at that position. So I feel like A.T. Perry could be someone that could play on the inside as a pseudo uh, inside receiver or tight end. I called a couple of his games at Wake Forest. That is a big dude. And yeah. With tremendous, tremendous body control. Um, I, I'm curious to see how that plays out for him. Tell me about um, Kendra Miller. I forget how I forget what you thought of the running back from TCU. He has good bursts. And, and it's interesting because people see the size and think he's just a bruiser. No, he has the, the twitch to get outside. And we saw the difference in the run game, even though it, it they eventually overcame it against Michigan. But we saw what happened when he was out the lineup for TCU. You know, that was a he's he's a big significant presence. You love the confidence. He came in there saying, you know, he likes and respects Alvin Kamara, but he wants to be the starter. I love that confidence. Um and I love the fact that there's a a, a role that he can play in New Orleans. You know, I know they bring in Jamal Williams, but they do need someone to, to be the pace setter because I feel like Elvin Kamara does a great job when he's working with a guy that can take some of that early down usage, like a Mark Ingram, now a Jamal Williams, and now also a Kendra Miller. But Miller, different than Jamal Williams, provides a little bit more burst and explosiveness and potentially someone that can hit that chunk play, kind of like what they had earlier in, in in the Sean Payton era when they had, you know, a Chris Ivory. You know, he was very underrated and his quickness and burst and ability to accelerate. And Miller has that that capacity. And, and Hayner um, gives him another quarterback. It makes it interesting because he's a gamer, and he's going to look great in the preseason because it's a real game, right? But in practice, it may not look, you know, the best. You can't really get a gauge of how good he is until he actually goes out there and plays. And that's what we saw down at the Senior Bowl. And when he started to do, you know, game-like situations, two-minute drill, those things, his practice got better. And then we saw him have a really good game. So this is someone that gives them uh, sort of like Derek Carr uh, and, and what they have in that. And so it'll be fascinating to see how he you know, works out in this preseason and also what happens with Jameis Winston because you bring him back and now you have a third quarterback who's essentially going to be inactive on game day. He's a fourth-round pick. So you don't want to relegate him to waivers. Um, or pre or practice squad, so you got to make him a game day inactive because it's not like he's Taysom Hill, you know, where you can kind of keep him active because he does a lot of things. So that was an interesting pick for me. Undrafted guys, oh, they had a, they had a couple. Shaq Davis out of South Carolina State. I called one of his games when they played Morgan State. He's a legit six four receiver that can play above the rim. Um, again, they love these long, tall receivers in, in New Orleans. It's just a, a body type and we've done this show for a couple of years now Ross. so you know how i feel about serrata thompson like i could just watch him just run all day long you know because he just has good quicks good bursts um good speed and and he just i just like his running style so he definitely has a, a chance to make it here especially if he's going to try to vie for a uh, return duties and on defense looking at some of these guys that they brought in i feel like anthony johnson the corner is another solid player um fits Dennis Allen's type at the position. So we'll see uh, if it all works out for him. But th- this was a pretty interesting, you know, undrafted haul for, for New Orleans as I look at the, the roster here. 
Let's get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They took Cody Mock in the second round. They took Kalijah Kansi in the first round, the pit D tackle. But then they took Cody Mock in the second, Yaya Jabi in the third, Servasier Dennis, the linebacker from Pitt in the fifth, along with Payne Durham, the tight end from Purdue. Sixth round, they took Josh Hayes and Trey Palmer, a DB from K-State and a wide receiver from Nebraska that can really run. And then another six-round pick was Jose Ramirez, edge rusher from Eastern Michigan that I am a uh, a big fan of. He played really well in the Western Michigan game I called last year. Let's start with Mock and, and Jab- Jabby, though. Mock, sight unseen, North Dakota offensive lineman, plug-and-play guy, should do well. That's easy. Uh, but when you think about the Abby, Dennis, and also Ramirez, look at the type. Chase and run guys. Guys that are maybe not the physical, you know, the 6'5", 6'4", 245. But these are guys that can get to the ball quickly, quick get-off guys. Diaby is more physically, you know, imposing. He's a thicker guy, but he's a good run edge setter, in my opinion. But I love the speed for Dennis. I like the speed for Ramirez. Ramirez knows how to get to the quarterback. Palmer is my favorite pick because he's someone that has explosive speed, can track the ball well. He's going to be someone that can get deep down the field and be on the receiving end of a lot of these rainbows we're going to see from Baker Mayfield at, at quarterback. So I think that was a, a really good uh, home run pick, in my opinion. Um, what about some of their undrafted guys, Emery? There, there's a bunch, Ross. I'm looking at this list, and uh, a ton of guys. Sean Tucker, the running back out of Syracuse. Injuries kept him from being drafted, but I think they had a sleeper here with him, someone that's going to come in motivated, ready to go and make things happen. You also look at on defense, Keenan Isaac. I've been talking about him all throughout this all-star game cycle. Had a fantastic week at the NFL PA Bowl. Long corner out of Alabama State. 6'2", 188. Fits what Kyle Bowles wants at the position. Can play press. He did a great job at the HBCU Legacy Bowl as well. One of the top-tier corners. Go back and watch his game against Auburn. Did a fantastic job there. So this, these are some of the guys that really stood out as I'm looking through this list. And just impressive that they're able to make these type of picks um, and bring guys into the fold. It's unbelievable. I, I didn't even realize or, or, or forgot that Sean Tucker didn't get drafted until you said that. I mean, that's a guy, if he had come out the year earlier, I wonder where he would have been drafted, man. That's that's a shame. I, I can't stand that for guys. I, I, I want every guy – to get drafted as high as they possibly can, however that works out. If you come back to school, if you go early, um, man, that's tough. Make sure you're checking out Emory on social media at FBall Game Plan on Twitter or Football Game Plan on YouTube. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Next week, it's the NFC North. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.